He's tender with our hearts, and he loves us, and he's so patient, and he let us, over this 12-year journey, really learn to die to ourselves. Welcome to the book club for people who don't have time to read or be in a book club. It's the 30-second book club. I'm Andy. Now, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform thing, and then also uh, comment and rate it, too, so we know what you think. Thanks. If you've never had a chance to fast and pray, you've read about it in the Bible, maybe your friends have done it. And you thought, man, I really should do that. Well, you're going to be so encouraged today because uh, you get to meet two uh, two ladies who are best friends uh, that, that have connected spiritually and now fast and pray on a regular basis. Their names are Suzanne Niles and it's Wendy Simpson Little. They wrote a book about it too called Fast Friends, The Amazing Power of Friendship, Fasting, and Prayer. And so how did you guys get the idea to not just fast, but start fasting together and keep each other accountable? Well, I guess this is where I'll tell on myself. <laughs> um, I felt the Lord was asking me to fast and pray, and it was about almost 13 years ago now. Wendy and I had just met that summer, and, and she lives in California. I live in Washington State. So I thought the Lord was asking me to fast and pray, and I thought, oh, I'll wait till my kids go back to school. And I just kind of put it aside. It wasn't my choice to do that, but that's what I did. And um, a couple of weeks later, Wendy called me and said, I had a friend who was going to fast and pray with me, and now she can't. Do you want to do it? So I am thankful to God and thankful to Wendy for making that call because it's changed my life. Andy, we both are women that absolutely love food a lot. Um, what, one of the other things we had in common besides Jesus was we both love nachos. So for <laughs> us to both uh, be prompted by the Holy Spirit at the same time to give up something we absolutely love, food, as for as periods of, you know, we fast usually breakfast and lunch one day, so we would eat dinner the night before, swap our prayer requests, and then eat dinner again the following night with our families, and uh for us to be prompted to do that, we knew was something bigger than ourselves. Like, we wouldn't have come up with that on our own. We're, we don't really enjoy sacrifices, you know, typically. So um, <laughs> it was definitely God-inspired, and it's been a, just a huge—it's been a fun ride. Fun ride with God and a fun ride with each other. Well, that fun ride has really turned into a, a really cool book called Fast Friends, The Amazing Power of Friendship, Fasting, and Prayer. Uh, we got a link on our website if you want to check out and find out more about that. And you really found— a bunch of r incredible things that happened when you started fasting and praying. That's what you're going to be talking about this week and sharing five ways that fasting can change your life. And the first thing you found out uh, is that when you fast and you pray, Suzanne, that uh, you were able to hear God a little more clearly. Stepping away and making a regular time to get quiet and still before the Lord and listen for Him, it just heightens your ability to hear God's voice. And when you seek God, he promises you're going to find him. So when you make that effort to make that sacrifice and to want to know Jesus to the fullest extent that you can, he is going to give you the ability to hear him better. And that's what's happened for Wendy and I. And I would just add that we have been through some really, really dark valleys of our own these past 12 years that we've been doing this and um, learning to know that God is with us in all seasons, in all situations, not just head knowledge, but truly learn to experience his presence has um, 
probably strengthened our faith individually more than anything. I mean, no one wants to go through struggles and dark times, but that is when the rubber meets the road and we are tested and tried and we find him to be true if we're still seeking him. So, you know, the enemy doesn't want us to pray. He certainly doesn't want us to fast. He doesn't want us to seek the Lord. And so it's just kind of a way to stand up to him and say, you know, no way. I'm, I'm going to still trust God right now. And this is one way I'm going to show it. I'm going to go ahead and fast. I'm going to go ahead and pray because I believe God will answer me and he will deliver me. And we just have seen that happen for ourselves and our family members time and time again the past 12 years. One of the things, Wendy, that you found is that uh, as you are fasting and praying, God can kind of bring to light some areas in your life that you really don't want any light shown in. Yes, that's, that is for sure. You know, it's like that before you're going to be quick to remove the tiny splinter in someone else's eye, take care of the log in your own. And, uh, I think for myself as as a mom and, you know, as a wife, the things that we feel really gifted in sometimes are being the Holy Spirit to other people. <laughs> like we have a word from the Lord for the other person in our family. And actually God stopped us both in our tracks and was like, Suzanne, Wendy, here's actually some ways you need to change so maybe your family can hear you. And I just remember one specific time I had this this time with the Lord, and I, I was thinking about the parable when Jesus said he would leave the 99 and go search for the one, and um, we talk about this in the book. I kind of felt like I needed to go with Jesus on this search and rescue mission to rescue the one, and Jesus said, no, you're supposed to stay in with the 99. Let me go rescue them. You are not the Holy Spirit. You need to stay, and you still need to be in prayer yourself, and let me do my job. So um, lots of pride revealed, lots of ugly things, lots of ways I was selfish and self-indulgent. And um, but just he's so precious, and he he's tender with our hearts, and he loves us, and he's so patient, and he let us over this 12-year journey really learn to die to ourselves, which has been huge for our family as well. I'm sure Suzanne, you would say the same thing. Absolutely, and you know I think where God really got through to me on this was, you know, we all get wounded. We get our feelings hurt. We imagine things sometimes that, that aren't really there. And if I would take a hurt to the Lord and, and you know, gee, God, you know, so-and-so did this or said that, and I'm hurt, and this is awful, you know, what I would hear back was, but what were you thinking? Be honest with yourself. What did you do? And there were so many times that the light came on and I went, oh, oh my goodness, I did think that. Oh, that wasn't nice. Oh, God, you're right. And so I would be able to get rid of that, not only confess that sin of my own that was so hidden that I hadn't seen, but it also settled the issue with my brother and sister in Christ, knowing that I really had a hand in it. And, and sometimes we just don't see that about ourselves. So God made things really, really clear and brought hidden sin to light. I think you have, this, you have the same problem that I do. You know, you, you're, you're fasting and you're praying and you're expecting like the, the, the heavens to part and the lightning bolt to strike something. And, you know, God saying, this is what I want you to do. But you kind of found that that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. I mean, I think we had a kind of a plan that, oh, wow, we're going to pray, we're going to fast and voila, there's going to be these magnificent miracles that are going to happen. But what we 
found is that God wanted us to take a look at who we were, look at our heart, and clean up anything that was in there that we wouldn't want to bring before him. And Wendy, what's another way that fasting can change your life? I think that as Americans, we have very little opportunity to do what Jesus wants us to do in learning how to deny ourselves, die to self. And we, you know, we're pretty spoiled and a pretty well-off population. And the idea of coming before him sacrificially to give up one little thing, maybe it's going to be Facebook for the day, maybe it's going to be coffee for the day. And instead, when we want to turn to that, to instead turn to his word, turn or put, get on our knees and pray before him, it, make a conscious decision to sacrifice something small to try to identify with him. It just has a huge benefit, a huge payoff spiritually. It just gives great spiritual discipline and a great, I think, uh, affinity for his his suffering that he went through for us. For me, it helped me step aside and just really spend time getting to know Jesus better. I wasn't satisfied, and neither was Wendy, with just being in comfortable Christianity. We wanted to go the extra mile. We wanted to experience the destiny that Jesus created us for. And we really believe that stepping aside and making a sacrifice and saying, okay, God, we really want you. We want as much of you as we can possibly have. I know that that blesses God's heart and that he entered into a deeper relationship with us because of it. Suzanne, in the book you share about during this fasting journey that you felt it really deepened your intimacy with God. What it created was a hunger for God's presence. And it's interesting since Wendy and I chose to give up food for our fast. Um, it, at first, I just was so concerned that I was going to get hungry. And so the night before our fasting day, I would kind of overdo it. So I'd make sure that I kind of had reserves in case I got <laughs> hungry. But as time went on, that wasn't my focus anymore. My focus was, oh, Tomorrow's my fasting day. I get to really be alone with God, and I'm hungry for Him, not for the food, but I'm hungry for more of Jesus. You know, the thing that kind of distracts us from our time with God, the worries of the world, the cares of the world, those are the things that are separating us from having peace. And um, one thing that really stood out to Suzanne and to me when we started studying fasting in the Bible in um, Matthew 6, which most Christians are familiar with, it has the wonderful Lord's Prayer in it. And the verses right after that say, and when you fast. And the, the context is really prayer, fasting, and then the following verses are all about, you know, why do we worry about what we wear, what we eat? Don't we know that God takes care of the birds? And how much more does he love us and how much more will he care for us? And it's really brought us both to an awareness of God's ability to take care of our needs and to learn to trust Him. I think both of us have delivered, been delivered from significant levels of fear and anxiety. We've done this now for 12 years, and we're completely different women now than we were 12 years ago. You know, when you fast, I suppose you, you want it to transform you, right? And Wendy, I thought this was kind of interesting that you talk about it transformed how you pray. What, what did that look like? We get weary of bringing our same requests before the Lord. We lose that passion and energy to keep praying for that one person in our life that needs Jesus or that one area of our walk with the Lord we're really struggling in, you know. And um, 
we found that we would give each other our prayer request, and we would totally swap for the day. Suzanne would pray for my needs as if they were her very own, and she had fresh passion and fresh inspiration from the Spirit to pray for my, for my needs. And I would do the same for her. And it was just a wonderful way to bear each other's burdens, but also to um, have a new passion for praying for somebody else in an intercessory way, which is very, very powerful. I found that God really spoke to my heart about what was the motive of my prayer. Was it pure? Was it selfish? Was it in line with his will? Uh, there's scripture that says that our prayers aren't answered because we ask with the wrong motive, to spend it on our own pleasures. Are we asking things of God that are going to bring glory to his name? That's what we're here to do, to spread the gospel and bring glory to his name. And I want to reiterate what Wendy just said also. Having this friendship partnership in prayer was so amazing because I knew she was praying for my kids. I knew she was praying for needs in my life, and that just gave me so much peace and hope, knowing that we were in this together, fighting this battle together, approaching God together, and it's, it's just an incredible way to fast and pray and put more power behind what you're taking to the throne of God. This might kind of seem like a no-duh sort of thing, but Suzanne, you found that Fasting and praying and doing this consistently has actually increased your faith, too. It does, and I'll tell you why. You are going deeper with the Lord. You are spending more time with Him. You are taking prayers before Him that coincide with His will. He's answering. There were times He would answer our prayers with a yes, and of course, you know, we're jumping up and down and thrilled. But what He did was He put enough faith in us to trust Him, and He would also say no that we knew who our God was. What happened over time was our faith grew. We would wait in hopeful expectation of knowing that our God was good and perfect, and whatever answer he gave us was going to be out of love and out of his perfect will for us. So it gets to the point where you just absolutely trust him because you're learning more about him and you know who he is. I'm going to tattle on myself a bit, but I'm the kind of woman that I wanted to know what my mom thought about something, what my best friend thought about it, what my sister, what I would go everywhere else. And yeah, I'd kind of seek the Lord in prayer and say, well, you know, is this a good idea? Um, But really, I was looking for external validation and external answers for things. And I have, praise God, been broken and delivered from that. And There is now no other voice I'd rather hear than the Lord speaking to me directly in these times of prayer and fasting. I've learned to discern his voice when he says, you know, my sheep will know my voice. And I I can't even describe how powerfully that's happened. Um, Not that we don't still seek wise and godly counsel from other people, but we really do need to learn and develop that ear to primarily hear from him. And there is no peace like the peace you get when you hear his voice. And I'm sure you've experienced that. And it's so powerful. And we just want women to know they can be experiencing that on a regular basis um, and learn to develop that habit and that ear for hearing him speak to them all by the, you know, all on their own, just what he has to say to them. It's so precious. I want to add to that because, you know, there were times before we started fasting and praying where I was like a ping pong ball. I was like, did God say that? Or was that the end? Who said that? And it drives me nuts. But after this time of 
fasting and prayer, I've become so much more familiar with the sound of my Savior's voice. And I honestly can differentiate quicker and recognize him. And that gives me the opportunity to obey quicker, which just makes your relationship with with Jesus grow that much more. So, yes, the prayer and fasting definitely gives you a sharper ear to hear the voice of God. 